You're listening to another great podcast in the Stoplight Network. Tech fan number 237. I'm Tim Robertson. He is David Cohen. Hello, David. Hello. How are you today? I'm not bad. It's nice to be doing this in the afternoon and still have some daylight, which... Uh, last time we did this, it was get, it was already dark, and the last few times we've been doing it, it's already dark. So it's nice to have some uh, sky. We've uh, we've turned that corner, and uh, the days are getting longer again. Yeah, and, and you know we're in January. January is always a weird month because it always seems to fly by much quicker than all the other months for some reason. It, I agree with you. It does yeah. seem to do that. Um, hopefully, it will for me because. This will be the last show I do uh, for two weeks. Well, I won't be yeah. here for two weeks, and then I'll be back. I will be in uh, Orlando for the FETC show. It's a Florida educational technology show. <coughs> Excuse me. And uh, the week after that, I will be in Anaheim for NAM North America Music something. I don't know. And two big shows, so... Yeah, and as we were talking about just before we start recording, you you just buy a ticket and turn up for these things. You don't need to do any prep, do you? <laughs> <laughs> I wish that was the case. Yeah. I wish that was the case. Um, mm. I know that um, Owen has actually reached out and yeah. expressed an interest, so if you and him could get together, maybe you can have Owen on the show. He's, That'd be uh, good. He's always good to be on the show. I think as well, some of the things that are developing at the moment are in the tech tech industry are topics that that he would have comment on because he's been involved in development of um, VR and TVs and screens and games and that sort of thing through his long and checkered career, and he always has a lot to say. So I'm sure the post-CS stuff will be um, topics he has opinions on. I know, and... He might have an announcement as well when he comes on the show about another podcast. So, cool, so, something to uh, you know to get him on the show and, and talk about. Um, I know you were looking at the show notes, yeah, and you were wondering about what I named the show before we even started recording. Yeah, let me ask you: there in the UK, do you guys have Pine Hall? Pine Sol uh, is a cleaner, and it has, as the name would suggest, a very pine tree smell to it. But it's a chemical pine tree smell. Right. Yeah, we don't really have that here. It's it's um it's a it's a good cleaner. Uh, yeah. it, it's a name brand, but there's generics that have the same kind of smell to it. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's what you would use to like clean a floor mm-hmm. and if you live in the u.s you've you've been in a place that's used pine salt maybe your mother or grandmother used to use it and you'd smell it and you oh the floor's wet or i know the floor was just clean that sort of thing um yeah. an office complex i mean it's it's a pretty popular brand here in the u.s is it is it like a bleach it's kind of like a bleach but it doesn't have you know that Okay. Yeah, we we have we have something here called Dettol, which I think is pretty much the same stuff uh, yes. with a different name. Yeah. Yeah. But this this has this pine scent. That's why right. it's called Pine Sol. Mm-hmm. So keep that in mind for a little bit. Okay. We're going to go back to yesterday. Um, I noticed that underneath our sink, uh, in the cabinet, there was a lot of water. And I couldn't figure out where it was coming from. Well, Julie figured it out, and it was from the faucet itself, and it was part of the faucet that's really not fixable. Right. So we needed to get a new faucet. Mm-hmm. In preparation to do so, I was looking at all the pipes underneath the sink, and I noticed that the hot water one was pretty much completely rusted externally, so I couldn't just break it loose. I had to replace the whole thing underneath there. So it's a, yeah. it's a big, huge job all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. So we got to go buy a new faucet. We got to buy a new, you know, a, a couple lines and shut off valves and all that stuff. I've done yeah. plumbing before, so 
it's not that big of a deal. It's just, it's such a huge pain in the butt. It's cramped underneath there. You got to lay on your back half the time. You got to reach way up there to do the stuff on the, on the sink and all that. It's just, it's a huge yeah, pain. Yeah, it's one of those jobs that if you were, if it was exposed and open would be quite easy to do. But because of where it is and because of what it is, and if you make a mistake, you're going to create a flood is, is a pain in the neck. And we've got dual sinks. Mm-hmm. So that means there's twice as much everything underneath there. Right. So yesterday we go and uh, we get the pipes and the, you know, all that stuff. Uh-huh. And eventually we're going to redo our kitchen. Uh, it's probably going to start this spring. Uh, at, at the very least, the floor. We're replacing the whole floor. I've got to pull up the, the tile the subfloor, we're basically going to start from scratch. This this house is built in 1890, so that floor is not even. So when I originally yeah. put the tile floor that's in there right now, I didn't level it. Mm-hmm. And that led to the tile that I put back in 99, 2000. It's cracked and broken, and it just all needs to come out, and we got to start from scratch. i got to level it correctly this time. It's a big job. I mean, it's yeah. a really big job. And to do it correctly, you got to pull the cabinets, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, you just, you know, the way I did it, I did it on the cheap. I, I brought my ceramic tiles up to the bottom of the cabinet, and then I stopped. That's yeah. not the way you're supposed to do it. No, you're meant to go all the way under and then put everything on top. Yeah. So, you know, I, I was I, I, I 31 when I did it originally, and it was the first time I ever did it. So I learned a lot. Yeah. More importantly, I learned how not to do it. So we know we're going to pull all of the the lower cabinets out. We'll probably put them back in. I don't think we're going to replace those this spring, but I'm going to pull them all out. And when we did that, we were going to upgrade the sink and the faucet and everything. So I didn't want to spend a lot of money on a new faucet Yeah. when I'm going to replace it in you know four or five months. So we went out to a local hardware store and we just got a little $20 faucet and it comes with the little external sprayer stuff mm-hmm. you know what i mean the, the little it's on a hose and it's on the side yeah it's a bit a little trigger mm-hmm. yeah yeah so we go by it and everything's good except sometimes you get what you pay for i, I put it together and once you use the hose it never turns off completely so if you turn on the water it's dribbling out on the little hose part. Right. And I'm like, okay, this is, I can't have this, you know, water is going to eventually get back underneath the sink because of that. So we go last night and we find another one and we actually found one that was on clearance and it was a much better one than the one we had, or even the one that we were replacing. Yeah. And that's what I did this morning. I put this one in and by the way, it's great. It's really fantastic. The, the, the hose part, isn't a hose it's actually a soap dispenser and the faucet itself comes out it right. has a hose on it it's really neat okay yeah cool it's got like two settings on it and the water pressure is fantastic with this one it's just it's just a really good one and and it was 40 bucks i mean which was a lot cheaper than it should have been and it's only yeah. twice as much as the little cheapy one that we bought that we still have to take back mm-hmm. all with me so far yep I'm wrapping it up today, this morning. Remember, this is underneath my kitchen sink. Yeah. And to if I'm looking at the kitchen sink, to the right is another cabinet that's open inside to, you know, where all the pipes and everything is. Yeah. And that's where we keep, like, the dishwasher tab- tabs and cleaning supplies. That's that's where everyone keeps that sure. stuff. You have to put it there by law. Mm-hmm. I, I, think, I think it's a regulation now. Yeah. In the U.S., it's a EPA uh, regulation. Yeah, we we actually get inspected for it every uh, every month. <laughs> so I'm, li- <laughs> I hate when they come. <laughs> I'm literally tightening up the last thing I have to do. It's uh-huh. the last part. Yeah. Until you know you test to make sure there's no leaks and everything's good. I don't know what happened, and I don't know how the top came off of it at the same time. But the pine saw spilled all over my head. <laughs> now that's a hell of a shampoo. 
You know, the thing is, I went into the shower and I just washed my hair twice. Yeah. I still smell like pine saw. Uh, you smell I, like... I can honestly say I yeah. probably have the cleanest hair in the United yeah. States right now. It went through pine saw and then two shampoos. Nobody has I, cleaner hair than I do right now. It's not I think possible. You probably smell like you smell when you first go into prison <laughs> and they kind of strip you down and hose you off. Get rid of all those lice. <laughs> wow. And, you know, the, no. the thing is, the smell of this stuff is really powerful. I mean, it's close to this bleachy smell. Well, because normally when you use it, you put kind of tiny little capsule in and then yes. fill a bucket with water. Yes, yes, so you, you dilute don't it. you put this stuff on neat. No. No, you dilute it. Yeah. I got the concentrate poured right over my head. I, I mean, you were fortunate not to either swallow any or get it in your eyes because that would have well, been... Well, my eyes are burning. They're, yeah, still, but, they're still burning. And I keep coughing now. Because I keep getting a whiff of it. Yeah, but if you if you'd have gotten a a big face full of it, that would have been a hospital trip. I would have suggested. Oh yeah, uh, I agree. Nasty. I had like four more twists to to tighten this one thing down when it happened, and so I'm sitting there with my eyes closed, and Julie is, to her credit, not laughing at me, because mm. she was holding the top of the thing that I was screwing in from underneath, and. Uh, I start cursing and she's like, what? I like, I, something spilled all over my head. I don't know what it was. I couldn't place the smell cause it was so powerful. Uh -huh. Um, but it's all over my head right now. So I, I come out and it's, I look back and the pine saw and there's no top on it. I don't know how the top came off. Mm. So that's, okay. the, yeah, I, it's I can pretty, smell it from here. <laughs> it's pretty, it's pretty powerful. <laughs> so thus the name of this show, pine head. <laughs> mm -hmm. oh well what have we learned here kids empty out all the cleaning products from the cupboard before we start the plumbing I was uh, it was it was on the shelf next to where I was working yeah. and I've done that I've, I've worked on there a number of times yeah. uh, it's never ever happened every time you've worked on there the lid of the pine saw has got a little bit looser <laughs> we've probably had that bottle of pine saw for three four years I know <laughs> That's it lasts also, forever. It's a big bottle. That's also the law. The, the whole law kitchen right now. You've got to have half your cleaning products have to be stuff that that's, that sits in the back of the cupboard and never gets used. And then the front is stuff you buy every week and use up. Yep. <laughs> yep. Dear. That's about right. The whole yep. kitchen smells like pine, pine saw right now. It's It's a very distinctive smell. Anybody who smells it knows what it is. But when you get it poured over your head in super concentrated form... You can't place the smell. It's just overpowering. You're just like, oh, my God. And uh, I think my scalp actually burns a little bit. That could just be psychosomatic. I don't know, but, you know. Yep. CES is going on this week, David. Uh, I am not there. Hmm. I was there last year. But, uh, I, you know, I haven't seen anything that's really mm, nothing. Right? Did, have I, I, you heard about anything coming out that's like, well, oh, look at that? I mean, it gets it gets a fair amount of coverage here now because it's it's a relatively slow news, slow news period, um, and you know it's an excuse for British tech reporters to go to Las Vegas. And uh, you know, unlike you guys who hate Las Vegas, we love Las Vegas. So there's quite a lot of British reporters there. So um, all the the news here and the uh, meet the local media and the papers and everything has a fair amount of CES coverage. But I have to say, as per normal, the ninety percent of the stuff comes out there is just such garbage. Well, here's a here's an example. I, I you know I'm pretty active on Facebook. Yeah, and I have both friends, followers, and acquaintances that I'm connected to on Facebook. But one of them that I consider a friend is Dave Hamilton, who does the Mac Geek Gab. He's uh, the head guy over at the Mac Observer. Yeah. You know, I, I I saw him last year at the uh, at CES. As a matter of fact, I saw him at at Mac Tech. I don't think he's gonna or not Mac Tech. Oh yeah, I saw him at Mac Tech too. But um, Mac Stock. Yeah, he, he won't be at Mac Stock this this year. Right. But he was last year, um, and so I see him quite a bit throughout the year. And, you know, we're, we're friends, yeah. nice guy. And he posted, uh, quite a few things from taking pictures and all that at CES. And one of them, he posts this box and it's called a human charger. 
and it looks like earbuds with a flashlight. I'm like, what the hell is that? So I read his description. It says, human charger helps reduce jet lag by sending light into your ear canals for a 12-minute session. iOS app tells you when to take, when, when to take a se- session based on your travel. And so I read that, and I'm like, the, what? What? So my reply was, new term, quack tech. Yeah. <laughs> and then some people, one guy says quack tech, great name for a band. Yeah. And then uh, David actually says, you might be right, but the fact that people are working on body hacks like this is interesting to me. In the next five years, someone will have products like this and Nirvana in a serious way. Fascinating times. My reply was, just like they did in the 1920s, when this sort of thing was all the rage. We got a few actual cool things, but the vast majority was quackery. And he wrote, excellent, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he even posted this thing, transcranial bright light and symptoms of jet lag, a test. And it, I, it's, I still call it bunk. This, this is the kind of thing that I really enjoy seeing, pointing at, and laughing. Not Dave. I mean, this uh, what he posted. I, 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 yeah, this kind I, of stuff is just... I, I know what you mean, but in some respects, this kind of saddens me that that presumably the people behind this really believe in this stuff, um, and they're spending not insignificant amounts of time and money to bring a, a product to market that is just such pseudo scientific junk, and uh, that that's, those resources that could be better devoted elsewhere. I, I mean, agree. You know, it, it's uh, I, I'm just I'm looking here. Put your human charger on. S- start your light therapy. UV-free, blue-enriched white light starts flowing through the ear canals to the light-sensitive regions of the brain. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. And even if it did, that your brain is not light-sensitive. We have a pair of very light-sensitive organs in our body. They're called our eyes. <laughs> it's right in the front of your head. Yeah. It doesn't go in your ear. You know, look, I, I, if somebody came up with with a pair of lenses that you put over your closed eyes that put light into your eyes to um kind of you know there's a lot of research about about um you know seeing light in the morning affects your melatonin levels affects how awake you feel and and people who get kind of tired and sad in the winter is because is because we don't get enough light and all of this sort of thing that would be uh, at least on some kind of scientific footing this just you know, nobody, nobody except somebody making a joke thinks it's a good idea to shine light in your ears to actually do anything. <laughs> well, I don't know, David. I could think of a really good reason. What? A doctor looking in your ear. Yeah, but... And it makes you feel better afterwards, especially if you find something. Did you or did you not see Doc Hollywood? I don't think I did see Doc Hollywood, actually. Michael J. Fox? I'm aware of it, but yeah, I know he used a light, the looked in, and then he saw this little tiny car that his brother jammed no, into with his brother's I've ear. Seen, and seen that. So the light helped. You see, what this is what bothers me is you look here, and it's travelers who use human charger. This is a bold statement. Recover 50% faster from jet lag symptoms with improvements in mood, feelings of alertness, and overall efficiency. There is no scientific basis for that statement at all. Other than... Other than the placebo effect is a real thing. When people think something works, it works. I mean, that's that we you can't argue with that. I think, you know, as humans, we have a very powerful brain that can make us feel like something is actually beneficial. Thus, we feel the benefits of that, whatever it is. And that's the placebo effect. I mean, that is a real thing. So people use this and they feel better. Their jet lag feels like it goes away. They feel better after using it. Well, was it the technology? No. Is it the pseudoscience behind it that you believe in and your belief from using it that it's going to work makes you feel better? Yeah. I don't know. Where do you draw the line? Obviously, there is no line. You don't draw that line. But as someone who has money to spend, I'm not going to spend it on quackery because I like to think my brain is a little bit too logical. (laughs) <laughs> they have they have a link here to what claims to be a placebo controlled trial of of doing this 
um, which was published in the Aerospace Medical Association journal. Yeah, but that's what they linked to. Yeah, but the the point is, is one scientific study is not no is is not proof of anything. It no. means, I mean, there could there could be faults in the there could be faults in the way the study is measured. There could be uh, a a, a um, there was no a mistake, peer review of it mistake in the analysis. It's probably been peer reviewed, but um, they're not the going to publish di- that. <laughs> the actual di- the actual differentials could be uh, you know, uh, could be. Um, you know, they could be very minor. They could see an, you know, anybody could say an improvement. It was an improvement of one percent. That doesn't actually mean anything. Right. It, uh, this is not this is not definitive proof that this thing works. Uh, how much is it? I don't know. Who cares? It's quackery. Well, no, we well, yeah, but the, the price of quackery is important. That's because true. then you know that then there's a fine line between quackery and um, uh, fraud. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would agree with you. <laughs> Uh, learn more. I can't. I can't see the price. It's not coming up for me. Uh, buy now. So I click buy now. It goes to Amazon. Holy schmoly! You really want to know? I do. Well, I could save fifty dollars. Let, let me make a guess. Uh-huh. I'm going to say because you know this is a scientific backing. I'm going to say two ninety nine. Uh, two sixty nine is less. Two nineteen is the prime cost on Amazon. So so it wasn't far off. And it's got uh, eight customer reviews at four and a half stars. One gave it two and the rest gave it five. wonder how much they paid for those. Did I say that out loud? I'm sorry. (laughs) I did not mean to imply that they used fraudulent methods to get positive reviews. I did not mean to imply that at all. Um, Really there's eight reviews. So uh, it actually does help you and then does not work for me. Really helps. I recommend it. Just a week before my last trip, a friend recommended me Human Charger. An awesome fix for jet lag. It actually does charge you. Be awake 24-7 with only 12 minutes of charging time. Has taken away my jet lag. This is in no means a slam against Dave Hamilton. No. He no, he he said he's interested in it. He's interested in whether it's whether there's anything in it or not. There's nothing wrong with being interested. I'm interested if it actually works. I I am 99.9% certain that it doesn't work. It's quack, but there's that. You know, I would I try it sure as long as I didn't have to pay for it. So, I, I brought up the UK Amazon site because it's available there for 150 pounds. Hmm. There's only one review, mm-hmm. which is one star, and uh, this is this is a British this is a British perspective. The title of the review is "How much?" Hmm. and then 140 pounds for an LED that goes in your ears and a battery. Three question marks. <laughs> one star. Get right to the point, right? I suspect he didn't actually buy it. Funnily enough, Mr. A. Smith. But, uh, yeah, well, there you go. Hmm. We should get some of those uh, super powerful police lights. Yeah. Mount it to, like, a a hard hat. You know how, like, they have those beer hats that go on top? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, a light hat with two big flashlights shining right in your ear. And then we can claim that it cures a hangover. Absolutely. You can have a beer on one side... And a battery and lights go into the ears on the other. And then you could say it's a hangover-proof hat. Use one of those great big square batteries. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. One of the ones that used to go in a lantern. Yes, so exactly. Yeah. yeah. Balance out the bit. Mm-hmm. I like the term quack tech, though. Quack tech, yeah. I think that's... Um, I don't think anybody's quack... Quacktech.com. Now you could you could register Quacktech.com right now. It'd be kind of a fun site to do. Fun blog, yeah. You know, just make it a blog, and anytime you come across tech that's just pure quackery, you you post a link to it. Yep. You probably get sued though. This is the sort of thing that in three years' time you'll see for sale in the sharper image. Yes, exactly. 
That's the sharper image is a is a that the sharper image and the ones that you could get on the airplane. Yeah, the SkyMall. Yeah, yeah. Those are the two places that have the biggest quackery tech I've ever seen. Just stuff that you'll look at and you're like, really? What? And that's the dumbest thing I've ever seen. With that added frisson of extortionately high prices. Now there's the flip side of that is. That's becoming a catchphrase. Yeah, I know. I've been trying to use it. (laughs) The flip side of this is a story from when I was, I'm going to say 1920. Not 1920s. I was 19 or 20. You were that old. Yeah. I remember when they invented (laughs) myself. Get off my line. (laughs) We call it, we call it dust. Saul back in the day. We just used dust and rubbed it around. That's all we had back then. I was working at a place called Jim Hazel's. And there was this old guy. I think his name was Bernie. I mean, when you think of an old guy, Bernie's a perfect name for him. So I'm yeah. going to go with Bernie. It actually might have been Earl. And that's my middle name. So it's Bernie or Earl. But I'm going to go with Bernie. I liked him. He he was uh, a little grumpy. With a name like Bernie? Well, I, you know, oh, I don't blame him. But he did a lot of woodworking on the side. Yeah. And uh, he came in one day and he says, you ever use a, a, a Polish footstool? And I thought he was making some kind of a racial joke. <laughs> that sounds like... It's, that doesn't sounds that sound like, like a... Yeah. I'm like, okay, well, he's going to prank you. All right. He's going to make you say something stupid. Yeah, well, he, no, he wasn't too much of Well, he did prank sometimes, but he never pranked me. Yeah. I, I, I don't know what that is. So he goes out to his car, he comes back in, and he's got what is ostensibly two boards that forms a T. And it's about mm, 24 inches wide. It, but it's a T. And of course, I immediately think, okay, so you set it like it's a, an actual T. Do you like balance your legs on it? You know, kind of, you got to keep it balanced or something? And he said, no. He said, sit down in the chair. I said, oh, okay. He puts this thing on the floor, and the top of the T actually goes onto the floor itself. Right. You put your legs on the piece of wood, the T part at the top, which is now on the floor farthest away from you and then you just lean back and what happens is the long part of the T actually comes up against your uh, calves and kind of pushes forward a little bit because of the weight of your feet on the front of it right and it completely worked it took all the stress off my legs like you would not believe I couldn't believe this thing actually did anything I thought it was a joke it's the most simple thing in the world, and it was the most com- comfortable footstool I've ever used. Yeah, can I can I please urge our listeners not to type the words Polish footstool into Google? No, why? The results you get back are um, uh, something else. <laughs> I gotta look now. <laughs> you know they're all gonna go and do it now. <laughs> they they tend to also incorporate the word mistress. Uh, well, they, st- uh, they mine didn't. Did you? Mine do. Footstool is one word, by the way. Yeah, that's what I did. Polish footstool. Um, my top five results. Oh yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. That, mm. Yeah. But the thing is, the pictures that it shows us is shop for Polish footstools on Google. Yeah. And it's all just regular stools. Yeah. They're all four legged stools. So I, I, I think, I think. Apart from you and Bernie, nobody else is aware of this particular trick. No, I just, just so obviously. again, this this could be your. You know, I've never used we've already, one. We've ever. already got the light beer hat. And we've now got the Polish footstool as a marketing opportunity. There you go. We clearly need our own stall at CS next year. <laughs> I'm smelling Esty here. <laughs> In fact, if you had. A cable with LED lights that went in your ears coming off the footstool. Well, you you no, you rock your legs a little bit, and it charges 
the light. Yeah. So you, you don't a, even use batteries. You can you can relax and be comfortable while you beat jet lag. Oh, <laughs> uh, I. Well, <laughs> I. How did we get onto that again? <laughs> I I don't know. <laughs> I'm I I. It's a term I've never heard of except for then, and, but yet for some reason, um, it has a whole different meaning. Yeah, it's been embraced by the adult industry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I feel bad now. <laughs> Let's take a quick break, and uh, I'll, <laughs> I'll be right back yeah. with David. And then I'm moving my whole base of operations to Universal Studios. <laughs> Old guys wandering around. I just can't imagine what could possibly, possibly go wrong. <laughs> We're watching you too. Yeah. We're the clueless hosts of the MyMac podcast. Thank you so very, very much for downloading the MyMac.com podcast. We really, really do appreciate it. Tell me about it. <laughs> people like us. Apparently, people like to respond on Facebook to hairy, bald guys who said stupid things. And that's not that why don't you bring us in? Back here on TechFan238, Tim Robertson, David Cohen. We'd love to get feedback from you. The easiest way to do it is to send us an email. It is the show at techfanpodcast.com. The show, one word, techfanpodcast.com. Or you can go to techfanpodcast.com and leave a message underneath the show notes, and uh, we will maybe read them here. Maybe. Maybe. We do have one um, from Scott. Yeah. You want to read this one? Sure. Tim now, here's the thing, though. It's got some Star Wars stuff in here. <laughs> well, it's feedback. You would hope the feedback refers to things we talked about before. So, Yeah. So, yeah. for the next five minutes. Five minutes. Yeah. yeah. Star Wars spoilers. But look, the, it, it's it's on pace to make more money than any movie's ever made. Uh, yeah, Which suggests I, to me that everyone at this point outside of yeah. China has seen it. And, and also, I, I don't think anything Scott says is particularly uh, is, is, is outside of the trailer even. So, yeah, okay. Uh, I, don't, I don't think we need to worry too much about that. Well, no, in the, in the third paragraph, he does a little bit. Okay. So, oh, yeah, keep that in mind, people. Uh, spoilers for the next five minutes of Star Wars. So, if you don't want to hear it, Fast forward five minutes, and uh, we'll be yeah. good. Tim and David, enjoyed the conversation about Star Wars The Force Awakens. You guys were pretty much on exactly the same wavelength as I was about the movie. The planet orb of laser death was stupid. Didn't understand <laughs> the point or the total lack of scientific believability, both in terms of shooting things across the galaxy and sucking up suns for energy. I agree with Tim. It was probably a time saver versus building a new Death Star, but still, bad choice. The new characters were tremendous. I think Ray is my favourite. Yes, she had the sand planet, lonely person who doesn't know how important they are arc, but she handled the material so well. The time on the planet introducing her character was just fun, and her treatment of Ray's vision after grabbing Luke's lightsaber and the way she interacted with the others, including Kylo Ren, were fantastic. Finn was a good character and also very well done. Same with Poe, though we didn't find as much out about him. These new people were stellar. You know, I got to say that I th I'm, I'm kind of with him. I think Ray is my favorite, you know? Yeah. Unlike Luke, who just whined about everything, Ray was a, a an independent, tough character. You know, it, it, I, I love the part where uh, she's basically getting mugged. Right, yeah. and Finn sees it, and he's he yells, and he's getting getting ready to do something. They cut back to her, and she's beating the crap out of these guys. <laughs> she's already and dealt then it, with it. And then they cut yeah. back to Finn, and he's looking around like, "Oh, okay, oh yeah." And so he's just going to slope off, and of course, then then the droid goes, "Hey, he's wearing jacket." And then she goes, and kicks his ass. "Yeah." The look on her face when she starts running after him, yeah. he and he just tries to get the hell out of. I I thought Ray was fantastic. Well, I she, really you know, did. it's so rare to get a strong female character in a movie uh, and and also yeah one where they made no compromises to her whatsoever they didn't play up the romance angle they didn't 
uh, she didn't know, need protection. You know, she even had, to the fact that when he keeps grabbing her hand to run with her, she's like, "Will you stop grabbing my yeah. hand?" She, she, uh, you know, she, she's a character who, quite literally, is not presented as as with any sort of flaw or hang up. Mm-mm. She is she is making the best of her situation, despite the situation she's in. She's obviously not happy. Yeah, but, but she's, she's not shown she's not shown as being beaten down by it or destroyed by it. She's got a level of optimism and that I'm going to get on with things. That yeah. That I think when she's is, sitting there eating her snack, leaning against the at at Walker, and she puts the rubble helmet on, she's got this. I don't know this 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 fun aspect of her like she's enjoying yeah, herself it's like, yeah she's 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 having some time out yeah even though her overall life really sucks mm-hmm. she's still capable of enjoying a moment and yep. uh you know that yeah i think i think it was very well done she was a Fantastic she is a great character. character and i can't wait to see where it goes i don't want i hope they don't ever turn her dark i like her way too much yeah continue yeah. so um he says i thought kylo ren was done very well partially in terms of uh, how he was written and also in terms of how Adam Driver portrayed him. He's lonely, he's confused, he wants to be a dominant Dark Lord, but he's nowhere near there yet. I don't know if he knows who Rey is, unlike the rest of us, but the scenes of him reaching into her head and also offering to train her in the Force indicate that there's some connection. I think he does know her based on his reaction when he was told the droid escaped with the help of a girl. Yeah, I kind of agree with that. I got the impression that he knew who she was, and he was like... One of the reasons he was so mad is he was like, oh, crap. It's the one yeah. chick that we dropped off on this planet, you know, yeah, eight I d- years I ago. Don't know. I, I think, unfortunately, because of some of the things we talked about last time with the uneven editing um, and bits that have been dropped out, it's hard to be sure whether yeah. whether that's something that's being set up for later movies or whether it's just something that got dropped out of the scripts at some point. Yeah. Um, you know that I think that all of that is compromising some of the kind of the fan analysis that's going on. We're almost at our five minute mark. Go ahead. Right. Okay. Um, definitely more good than bad. I'm glad the planet weapon was destroyed. I think J.J. Abrams sets up the story arc in a good direction. Hopefully, the next director and writers can now move away from mirroring old storylines quite as much mm-hmm. and forget round weapons of galactic death and just focus on the great new characters more. All four of the newbies, including Kylo, could go in very interesting directions and have some great interactions. Podcast episode, much enjoyed. Thanks and keep up the good work, Scott. Thank you, Scott. Um, yeah, so I think he's right on board with where we are. Yeah. I enjoyed it. A friend of mine, a really good friend of mine, well, used to be a really good friend. We haven't, we haven't lived or hung out in 20 years, but... He's one of the guys that we're friends with on Facebook. When he comes into town, we hang out for a little bit. So I don't want to say he's a really good friend. He used to be my best friend, but, yeah. you know, you grow up and people change. Mm-hmm. And I sent him a, a, a message on Facebook. and I said, so what's your review of the new Star Wars movie? And he said uh, he enjoyed it. The editing was good. The sound effects were great. The music was great. Um, he thought the acting was kind of bad. And I was like, I Really? Because I thought the acting in this new Star Wars movie was the best acting of any Star Wars movie. Yeah. Did and he? Not... Uh, did he go and see a prequel? Bonus? Yeah, I'm wondering. <laughs> you didn't watch Episode Three again, did you? Or God forbid, Episode One. So I, I thought that I thought this was the best acted Star Wars movie of all time. That's yeah. not saying a lot. Don't get me wrong. I mean, it was some really off. bad acting in, in Episodes One through Three, and. You know, the four through six were acceptable, but this was well done acting. Yeah. Especially the new cast. Especially Harrison Ford. Chewbacca was fantastic in it. Yeah, and um they had to make they actually had a couple of different people playing him because Peter can't make, get around like he could he, before. Yeah, he's 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 an old guy now and he's got some medical problems. But yeah. um you know, in fact I heard something on John Gruber's show the other day where they, they did a a Christmas special, a Christmas holiday special about Star Wars. I listened to it. Was, yeah. Uh, and I thought the thing he said about, you know, Chewbacca is probably the most, the best played alien in a movie that there's ever been in that you could totally buy that he's not human. And yet he has a real kind of humanity and character to him in a, in a character that has no dialogue except for growls. I, I, I'd agree with him on that. I think Chewie's a great character and he was really great in this. I, I agree too. Like, but the only one I could come up with off the top of my head without really stopping to think about it um, as an alien would probably be E.T. Would, would be a close second. 
Yeah. But he does talk. Elliot. Oh, yeah. you know, he does that a little bit. But I, you completely buy E.T. from the first moment you see him to the very end. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. Is he better than Chewie? I mean, Chewie ha- has had, you know, five movies because he yeah. was in the one's prequel briefly. Yeah. I think E.T. with those long fingers would really struggle to hold the bowcaster. Mm, I don't know. Yeah, probably. But he's got that laser finger of death that he could kill yeah. people with. <laughs> E.T.'s definitely a force user. I think we all know that. <laughs> <laughs> well, they are in the Senate, in the Galactic <laughs> Senate. You see them yeah. clearly. <laughs> so thanks very much, Scott, for the uh, feedback. And we'd love to hear back from more people. Simply email us, the show at techfanpodcast.com. Uh, let's jump back into some more tech stuff here, David, mm-hmm. uh, sticking with CES for a minute. This kind of surprised me. I got a hard drive that's spinning up somewhere. Is that my laptop? Yeah, it's my laptop. No, I don't think it is my laptop. I don't know. Something's making some noise. No, oh, it's the fan in the laptop. Right. After seven minute hearing, U.S. Marshals raid a booth at CES. Yeah, this is this kind of follows on from stuff we talked about a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, um, this was a um, kind of knockoff of a. Not, it's not a hoverboard, but it's a similar type of device. It it is a board with a wheel that you stand. But it's on. got one big wheel in the middle. It has one big wheel in the middle, so it's almost like a unicycle, yeah. electronic unicycle. Uh, and apparently, there was a uh, a Chinese company at CES who had a, a what appears to be. I mean, it certainly looks up virtually identical. Yeah, they knocked uh, it off. They stole it. A pretty it. straight knockoff of this device from uh, a Kickstarter-funded American company. Uh, That's actually selling them. This wasn't one yeah. of those Kickstarters where they came up with an idea, got a bunch of money, and then it's vaporware. This is an actual product that's being this is, sold. Uh, Future Motion One Wheel. Fifteen hundred dollar thing too. This yeah, is and, and of course, the Chinese one is a third of the price. Yep. Um, but basically, they looked at the products at CES and they said this is a direct knockoff. And I think the reason everything moves so quickly is because they have patents. They were able to bring a case in front in front of a judge, um, file a file a case, and then actually ask for a, a summary hearing very quickly because you know these guys are there at CES. It's very high profile, uh, and effectively, this is a this is a clone knockoff. And they had them shut down. Yeah. Now. This will then go to this will then go in front of the judge and and he may reverse his decision and all of that but in, in the the thing is gone from CES as of to, as of this uh, as of this hearing. I usually come down on the side of well you know disrupting their business, pulling them off like that. Wow, that's in government intervention. You know what? In this case, I kind of agree with it. I think it's a good thing that they got kicked out of the show. They got their booth dismantled. Yeah, well, look, we're, we're all aware that, that that a lot of Chinese manufacturers and um, and importers have a pretty poor track record of selling direct copies of of stuff. Yep. Um, and most of the time, online and everything, they get away with it. It takes some chutzpah to actually turn up at CES with something that's a copy. And actually, be selling it there on the show floor in the biggest, you know, on the well, one of the biggest electronic shows in the world. It takes takes some um, some gumption, um, and it didn't pay off for them this time. Apparently, they were very, very cooperative. They did not argue. They just packed up and left. Well, they're Chinese. I mean, you don't argue with the the authorities in China, so they're kind of conditioned not to put up a, a struggle. Maybe. I'm not drawing an inference from that that they felt that, you know, they didn't have an argument or anything, but they, they did not they didn't want to make any trouble over it. They uh they did as you say, they just said, Okay, fine. Uh, <coughs> uh, Stop stealing people. Come up with your own ideas. Well I mean I mean in, in the only thing I would say about that, it's very interesting that um, you know, this this company that was apparently infringing it got in front of a judge and they got shut down. Where you look at some of the marketing campaigns from certain other big tech companies at CES, like uh, Samsung, for instance, and um, there was a Lenovo one I saw where they basically have completely ripped off the ad design for the MacBook 
the, you basically see the original MacBook where there were three machines in different poses, and then they have their new machine in exactly the same pose, and their machines are pretty close knockoff of the MacBook. Mm-hmm. And yet, um, no marshals for them, so there you go. I guess if you're a small company, you've got to protect yourself a bit more because you can't afford the loss. You know, right now, when it comes to space, that's Russia's big business. And it has been for a while, especially since the U.S. shut down the space shuttle program. Yeah, your only only way to get up to the International Space Station. To the International Space Station, yes. Although, if you just want to put up a satellite, you can actually go to China as well. I believe India is getting into the business. Yeah, the European Space Agency, we do a lot of satellite Mm -hmm. launches now. As well, so and the biggest expense for anybody who follows tech and especially Elon Musk in uh, SpaceX is reusable launch vehicles, i.e., the big rockets that you use to to break orbit. This, uh, up until this, this point, cool, yeah. they they go up and they're gone forever, and that's this the was, biggest expense. Yeah. This was the big promise of the space shuttle. Yes, it reusable. was meant to bring bring the cost down and unfortunately space shuttle didn't quite pan out like that it turned out that the cost of re- refurbishing and reprepping a shuttle they could um, have built a new, new mission was was nearly as much as yep. it would have been to build build a new launch especially vehicle. as time went on where yeah. you know the technology that they had used for the original space shuttle which was based on 1970s technology yeah they could have done it cheaper but but this is the thing this is the thing that's interesting about SpaceX and I, I think Jeff Bezos's crew have also have a yep. uh, a reusable space project is that they're using 21st century tech to try and do this and you know, let's let's not let's not underplay this this is really hard to do to send a rocket up into orbit and then bring it down and land it in a condition where you can use it again is really really challenging and use and, it within a certain time frame was also part of the whole thing it's yeah. like, well, yeah, we'll be able to use it again in four years. Well, what's the point? Well, yeah. can you use it again in 90 days? That's the test. That's that's exactly it. And also, again, going back to what I just said about the space shuttle, you've got to be able to reuse it without rebuilding the entire thing. Right. It's got to come back. You've got to really be able to clean it up, fuel it up, and get it ready for another mission. Right. We want cars to get us to space. That's basically yeah. what the, the, the concept here is. Yeah. So Russia is – their economy is really – dependent a lot of it is dependent on two things uh gasoline oil yeah and and that's hurting them big time right now because oil prices are at all-time low because of uh opec deciding not to put caps on anything Mm. and space travel getting rockets up into space yeah well with what elon musk and uh jeff bezos is doing this has really got russia concerned and there's an article that I found that I found really interesting. It's in fortune, uh, fortune magazine where they're basically saying, you know, Elon Musk <laughs> is really stepping on their toes. They're being Russia. Well, what, what's he supposed to do? Go, Oh, I might be hitting the Russian economy. I better not do what I'm doing. Well, you know, they, they kind of call it out that, you know, he's stepping on their toes and it's really, it's worrisome for them that these reusable spacecrafts is becoming something that's not just a concept, but an actual thing. But here, the flip side there, see, you notice how I put that in there mm-hmm. of this is they still respect Elon Musk. <laughs> They're like, yeah, we, we kind of like him still. I mean, he is Tony Stark, but um, I, I just found it really interesting that Russia is concerned about Elon Musk and SpaceX. I, I it was an aspect of, Space travel that I never even considered that, oh, wow, this is really going to hurt the Russian economy. Look, the Russians, they spent a lot of money in the early part of the 60s um, and the 50s and 60s developing their space program. And for for a long time, really until Apollo, they were ahead of the U.S. in terms of their technology. Now, not only that, that technology has scaled out. They are still using the uh, Soyuz capsules today, those are the original capsules they designed, are still being used uh, up to the International Space Station. And they actually work. Yeah, there are other companies that can get cargo to the space station, but if you want to go as a human to to the space station, you need to go in a Russian rocket. Yeah. So, I mean... Incredibly, incredible foresight, and they've they've really kind of um, you know sweated the assets on on that on that program. But the problem is, is what has Russia been doing for the last few years? 
few they've been, years that well they've been doing well, it for fifty yeah, years but since, since the fall of the since the fall of the uh, of the Union. Iron Curtain and the Soviet Union yeah but certainly if you look at the during the Putin era what they've been doing they've been invading other people they've been interfering in this that and the other yeah they could have put a lot more money into getting their own reusable they've rocket. actually cut okay. way back on on that budget for because. Whatever the deputy prime minister says, the, the, it's Putin who calls the shots. Sure. And clearly Putin is not interested in putting the right finance in for this. Yep. So rather than grousing about it, you know, it's one guy or two guys, if you count uh, Jeff Bezos as well, with their private equity and their private funding. And <laughs> Elon Musk is a very, very rich guy, and so is Jeff Bezos. But they don't have the resources of a nation state. No. Particularly not a superpower nation state, yeah? So if Russia really is worried about this, they need to decide to do something about it. Mm, and, they don't and really that, have the economy to do anything about it Well, that's soon. the problem. That's, and the, the reason, you know, everything that goes around comes around. Yeah. The reason their economy is in the tank is partly because of sanctions and the negative perceptions they have in the world because of their actions. Yep. So uh, do, do you see that story this week, apparently? Google's auto-translate system, which basically yes. <laughs> works by picking up what other people are saying in different languages about things and incorporating that into their database, start translating the word Russia into Mordor. Yep. That's hilarious. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and, uh, and uh, I think, I think what was it, Putin was, uh, was also not complimented. No. Uh, I forget what they... I, and, and uh, yeah, it was imperialists or invaders or something like that. It was hilarious. Yeah, but Russia was Mordor. That, yeah. that cracked me up. Because, <laughs> look, growing up, for you and I, Russia was a bad guy. I, I remember very clearly in the... Uh, I remember very clearly in the, um, in the early 80s, you know, one of the things I used to worry about when I was about 13, 14 was that we would get bombed off the map yeah. by Russia. Yeah. You know. The I, Soviet I Union wasn't a joke. Few, yeah, I may have read a few too many spy stories. Well, you know, if you're younger nowadays, if you're in your early 30s or younger, you don't get it. You don't understand. I mean, right now everyone talks about China as a big threat. I don't think they are. I mean... They're way invested in the United States. They don't. They don't want a war with the U.S. Yeah, Russia has never really been a friend of the West. They really haven't been. Nope. Anyways, let's move on. I, I I've always wanted to visit Russia. By the way, I, I've been to St. Petersburg. Yeah, um, looks beautiful. It is a beautiful city, and and you know what? Here's the thing: the Russian people are wonderful. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. The problem is, it's the Russian state oh, yeah. uh, that is that is is the thing that causes the problems. Well, the Russian people. Are, we are have the same people. problem here in the U.S. Yeah. Oh, I, I know, <laughs> I know. It's, I know it's one one or the other, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my phone's ringing and vibrating the whole area up here. Uh, I don't know anybody there, but I think I know who it is. So I'll go to voicemail. Speaking so, of forward thinking, <laughs> there's a uh, article on VentureBeat. A longtime Mac user has decided he's going to spend money building a high-powered PC for one reason, David. Oculus Rift. Uh, it's weird to me. Well, you know what? I read this story, and then I, I went and looked at some of the other guys writing, because I, I thought to myself, is this a puff piece? Uh, because it's the, the, the level of excitement that's put forward in this article is disturbing yeah it is <laughs> i mean it, it really is it's it, it's it was it's like a it's like a real fanboy piece really. yeah um and he's got oh yeah i'm gonna go out and i'm gonna get the best pc i can get and i'm looking forward to walking in the store and buying this component and that component all for oculus rift and, and i'm thinking well so this is a 600 hundred dollar device people have not been thrilled at the price no um, there that was a big a, sticking point that just came out of uh, CES that people are really upset that it, this thing's well, that, coming out at $600. Because the CEO said he thought it would be around 350 Yeah, well. And now, now he's saying, oh, well, I didn't really mean that when I said that. And we're not making any money selling it for five ninety nine. We're actually probably going to lose money or maybe break even. So it's a really See, good deal. I, I At that point, you start thinking, this is very early days. And so going out and buying a whole brand new PC just to play with oculus rift that's fine if you have the money you know but what you should not doing in, in my 
view is be t- putting this forward and saying everybody you know, the, the implication of this is every is everyone's an idiot if they don't do what I'm doing and go out and do this because this is the future and and I think this is very much a a punt could be you know? I I think it is I I we at this point we don't know what the apps for this thing are going to look like we don't even know how well it's going to work um you know and the the rampant enthusiasm in here he seems to be very much glossing over all the negatives and you know oh it's going to be wonderful and everything um it's it's yeah i it, it it's strange it really had a very odd tone this article and it I, did it, yeah it it i don't i don't think this is really a mainstream view i i mean i think we're all interested to see what oculus rift is like but I, i'm still as a concept i'm just not convinced that everyone is going to be sat around with glasses over their head i i've i think i mentioned on the show before that we have um just a few a few down, just down the corridor from my office is some guys working on the playstation version of of oculus rift well i forget what they call it now but so so they're, they're i don't know whether they're developing the hardware or the software or games for it or whatever but you walk past their office and all the time you see them there with the glue blowing glue blowing headsets on um and uh you know it's it's fine if you if you're sat in a game if if you if the difference between you using one of these and being sat in your living room on your own playing on your Xbox, your PS4, uh, you know, then fine, there's a thing there. But it's it's such an enclosing experience. It's completely non-social. Well, a lot of people are saying this is the year for VR, and I don't think so. I We've really don't. Here before. I remember the VR hype last time around, and it wasn't just because the technology sucked. It's because nobody could figure out properly what to do with it. Gaming is the only thing. Maybe architecture, but it's even gaming is look for the for way too many people. When you put that thing on and you do anything for five minutes, it it almost makes you nauseous. Yeah. Now, is that because the technology can't keep up with your perception? You know, it's fake and you get motion sickness and I don't know. But, you know, I've got the uh, Google Cardboard. I think I talked about that on the show, how I got that. And it was free. So I, I got it. It was a big Star Wars promotion Google did. And uh, I, I downloaded a few apps on my iPhone, maybe half dozen apps, and played with it. And after, I can't even go five minutes. I go for about three, four minutes. I got to take them off. Now, that's just sight. That's not, I can't control anything. Um, but still, I have used a pair of uh, Oculus Rifts last year at CES, or no, I think it was NAB actually. And it was, uh, again, it was, it was basically a roller coaster. It was an on rail animated thing. And it was really cool until I took them off and I felt a little nauseous and I thought, I don't want to do that again. Even if, even if they solve the nausea issue and I'm, I'm sure they'll be working on that because obviously it's a major negative, but even if the thing never makes anybody sick ever, the actual whole process, I'm going to play games, I'm going to put all this stuff on, yeah, it's going to be hot, it's going to be heavy, I can't see anything around me, somebody walks into the room, I've got to take, and wants to speak to me, I've got to take it all off so I can see them. Oh, do you want a drink? Oh, you've got to take it all off. Yeah? Um, you know, or the game crashes, or you want to play a different game, you've got to take it all off. You know, it, 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 I think practically... It's always going to be a niche just because of the mechanics of using something like that. And and I just remain to be convinced, no matter how great it is, that the what it gives you, the putting you in the middle of an immersive environment in a game, how much more that adds to the gaming experience over sitting watching it on a decent screen. I, I'm still not convinced. At the end of the day, if I'm playing Call of Duty or Halo or something like that on my Xbox, that's all I'm seeing. I'm focused completely on that, and I'm not looking at anything else. And so actually having all my peripheral vision taken away, so my peripheral vision is filled with that environment, I'm not seeing what particular advantages I'm getting over that. Yeah, I've got a slightly wider field of view, and yes, I can turn my head to look from left to right. So there are some types of games I think that's going to improve it, particularly if you're something with any form of cockpit. Yeah. Yeah, then, then, then I can see some advantages there. But for most games... I'd, the extra immersion it gives you, I just don't think it's worth the uh, 
the, the you know the isolation it also puts you into. I'm not well, seeing it. that and the the games that are going to be best for it hasn't been developed yet. Yeah. So this is way early technology, and thus this is not the year for VR. And I've said it before; it's going to be at the earliest 2017, more realistic, probably 2019, because yeah. it's going to take so much horsepower that nobody has. It's going to take cross compatibility with Mac and PC and mobile. Um, and it's going to take developers a long time to create the assets to make something believable in virtual reality that you, you can't get away from that. That's something you can't skimp on. So yeah, it, it, this is not the year. I, and I think you agree. Yeah. I'm far more interested in the, uh, the, the Microsoft HoloLens type technology where it's overlaid over a real environment. Yeah, I AR. Think that's, yeah, I think that is much more interesting to me than the, than a full immersive. And I've tried Oculus Rift, and yeah, it is a, it gives you does give you an amazing impression of, uh, of of actually being in an environment. But every time I see one of these environments, no matter how great they are, they look still look unrealistic. Right, because nobody has put the time in to create a realistic environment, because that takes thousands of hours and that's yeah. just for that's to that's to build a house in a virtual world just to move around the house forget about looking out the windows while you're in this house or walking out the front door to the mailbox forget about getting in a car uh, on a pair of vr it, it, you're never going to think with our current technology that it's real could it be realistic sure but you still know it's not real yeah um it's just not there. It, I, I want it to be there. I think it would be cool to play with, but we're not there yet. And at five ninety nine, I'm not going to be a, a, a three year beta tester. That's five ninety nine plus a fifteen hundred dollar PC. Right. That's just that's what, just the glasses. That's not. Yeah. I, they they say, they say you need a very high end PC with a pair of graphics cards in to really get the best out of Oculus, which Rift. aren't selling for crap now. So not nope. too many people make them. Yeah, and and that's a, a technically quite a difficult system to put together to make it work right. Yep. Those when you start dealing with those high end graphics cards and uh, crossfire and actually join them together and everything and getting all the drives and everything right, that's why people like consoles. They don't want us to deal with that stuff. Our last bit to talk about, you know, the rumors are really starting to get stronger and stronger about Apple dropping the headphone port, and yeah. I said. If they do that, I'm going to be very upset. I might go to Android. I and Google is not doing themselves any favor because I start thinking about it. I start getting yeah. upset and I think start thinking about Android. And then I see a story like this from Ars Technica. Malicious app in Google Play made unauthorized downloads sought root. Yeah. And I think, another- man, do I want to... Do I want to hold out my protest against Apple and dropping a headphone port and get into this kind of a freaking mess? Junk Android phones that hackers are getting into. They're, they're rooting your phone. I mean, there's a reason I use a Mac and not a PC when I made that decision. I, I know. I, I, I've got to be honest with you. I, I've been using the... Windows 10 laptop that we're moving to for the last few months at work. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mentioned last week that I've gotten to this Mac Pro, got it up to El Capitan, and, and it, I, it's being back on OS 10 for work is just such a breath of fresh air yeah. compared to even to Windows 10. You know, and, and I, don't get me wrong, I really like Windows 10. I think it's really good. For a PC. This, yeah, for a PC. But I just prefer using a Mac. You know, installing software, managing software, doing all the stuff I need to do. It's just so much nicer on the Mac than it is on a Windows machine. You know, I was so impassioned about what the Mac would allow me to do, the creativity that it, that it allowed me to bring forth, that, you know, 21 years ago I started a publication dedicated to the platform called MyMac Magazine, which is now MyMac.com. So I've always been somewhat of a fanboy of the Mac. But that doesn't blind me to the strengths and weaknesses of the Windows platform. Now, the weaknesses back in the day when I started my Mac were a lot more than what they are now. Yeah. And, and Windows is much better. But it's not like Apple has been sitting on their laurels either. They've yeah. improved the Mac greatly. And I still think 
in 2016, it is the best desktop laptop operating system in existence. It would be terrible for a mobile phone or an iPad type of device. That's why we have iOS. But I don't want to go from iOS, which is, it has issues, and I'm not going to be happy if they drop that headphone port. But I don't want to go from that to malicious software on my phone that Google is so freaking inept to to fix. Well, and to, and to, oh, and to police. Somebody notifies us, and then we pull it. Right. Well, what's, what's your how problem? about you? How about you police your your store? Because I bought this in your your store, Google Play. It's in your store. Uh, yeah. Well, that's that's not very open. We're all about the open. Mm. So congratulations, Google. Looks like you're trying to keep me into uh, iOS. So good job. Which is probably why Apple thinks they can do what they want with the headphone port because they think I'm, I'm sure they gam- they will gamble on that that uh, the vast majority of their users would not drop ship for a pro- for a feature like that. It's frustrating. Yeah. Yeah. All right, David. Let's wrap this up. I am uh, looking forward to hearing. The next two episodes that I won't be on, uh, hearing what possibly you and Owen talk about, if if Owen is able to come on with you. Um, so reach out to him, see what's going on. And I will be back. Let's see. This is 238. I should be back for uh, 241. Good luck with your trips. Hope you uh, travel well and travel safely. And we'll speak to you then. Yeah, I'm looking forward to next week. I get to meet for the first time in like 20 years. Rush Walkowicz. I'm going to see cool. him in Florida. He's the uh, collaborator with me at my Mac since 96. So that ought to be great. And uh, again, I do want to remind people you can now buy tickets to MacStock. Go to uh, MacStockExpo.com or just go to my Mac or TechFanPodcast.com and you'll see a, a little square banner for. Mac Stock 2016. It's July 16th and 17th. Be able to meet Tim, meet me. Yeah, David is going to be there. I'm going to be there. And uh, they've got a pretty good lineup of speakers, too. So July 16th and 17th. Tickets are like 150 bucks if you buy early. Uh, go to that's my for, Mac. Go, go uh, to... Yeah. go to, two, Yeah, that's two for days, two. Like, two. Two days. days. Yeah. yeah. So it, it's going to be a lot of fun. I can't wait to see you in person again, David. It's been like five years. So yep. um, don't forget that. Put it on your calendar, people. Make sure you get tickets. And uh, hopefully we'll see you at Max Talk. And we'll see you again. And I'll see you again in three weeks. Bye. See you then. Bye. Bye.